Amen. Open your Bibles again to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, I'll make my prayer and we'll get into the message. Heavenly Father, now I just ask, Lord, that you help us all to come apart from the cares of the world. Father, that you help us set our hearts and our minds on the Lord Jesus Christ and what he means in our lives and what he should mean in the lives of all those that we come in the presence of, Father, that they might know, Father, that he is the peace that we seek. Lord, we pray that you would just give me clarity of thought in mind. Father, you take control of my mind, my mouth, the actions of my hands and feet. I pray that all that's said and done might be to your glory, to your honor. Again, if there's someone here without Christ, that they come to the Savior today. Work as only you can, and we'll give you all the praise and the honor and glory for the, the message today and for the service and for the working of the Holy Spirit. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is the second Sunday of December. Fourteen days. Okay. Fourteen days to Christmas Day. As a little kid, I just remembered the excitement of that. Okay. Yesterday, as we were singing, it was interesting. We were told, I, I'm just telling you what happened yesterday when we went to do caroling and then to hand out uh, tracts from the church. Before most of you showed up, I was there about 45 minutes earlier, well, a half hour earlier, and there was this school group standing in front of little kids, the Lawton School or whatever, Layton School, whatever it is from Fulton, trying to raise money for something they had. And there was like five or six of them. They were yelling at all the people coming through and everything and holding up their things for their school. And I don't have any problem with kids. I don't have any problem with them trying to raise funds. Okay, but they had no problem. I don't know how long they'd been there, but they stopped a little after we started uh, caroling and they left. And then a group of teenagers came in, and now it's gotten to the place, do you know that uh, Salvation Army many times has to pay their bell ringers? There was a group of young teenagers there, and they decided they wanted to play rock and roll Christmas songs while we were caroling. And the volume of their boombox went up as we were singing. And we were handing out, I watched the, you know, there were three ladies handing out tracks and handing out the invitations. And there was about, say, around 25, 30 people singing, whatever the size of the group was. And they had gotten some good conversations. And all of a sudden, like I said, at 1130, this man in a gray sweater comes out and starts talking to my wife. And he's, his name is Jeff. He's the manager of the Fulton Walmart and says, we can't do that. He says, we'd love to have you come and sing, but there's no solicitation in the parking lot. And... I watched my wife. She's talking to him for about five minutes, and she's asking questions, and I went over and started talking to him. She said, this is my, my husband, the pastor of the church, and he says, I'm sorry, and you can't do this. And I said, there was no problem with the, the kids from the school collecting money. We're not soliciting. We're giving away. He says, soliciting means either giving of material or receiving any funds or anything. So he says, and it's against the policy. I said, we've done this since 2008. That's when the store opened. And he goes, I know. He says, I know that's when the store opened. He says, but it, there's been inconsistency, but this the policy hasn't been. If, unless we're informed, we don't go looking for situations. And someone came in and said that you were doing this, and so we have to enforce. It's corporate policy. It's not my problem. It's not my issue. Okay? And I said, so you don't want us to sing either. Oh, no, no, you can sing. 
Salvation Army loves it when we sing, their offerings go up. Okay. But Salvation Army has an agreement with corporate Walmart. So they can go to any of their stores. Okay. So that's just the way it went, you know, and I'm watching that. And so I, when I talked to him outside, I went back into the store afterwards and was asking him for clarification, told him I want his name as the manager. I want the store's number. And how do I get a hold of corporate? And he says, it's 1-800-WALMART. So he gave me that number, and then Pastor Kinney's looked up their forms online from their corporate policy in 2009 are contradictory to what the manager said. So I've got to resolve some issues because it says we can do this. Can't have more than four people soliciting, but you can do it as long as you're not in front of the doors and stuff with this. So there's things with that. But then, you know, while I was talking, I went to leave there. Two women were talking very loudly, and they're going, I can't believe this. You know, this idea of having to spend that amount of money for Christmas, don't they know that Christmas is about family gatherings and getting together? That's what Christmas is. How many of you are going to have to rush around? How many of you had something come up or happen that has caused you to lose your cool? My wife was looking at me yesterday as the manager was talking and she was trying to make sure that I didn't act inappropriately. I went back and made sure Mike Viscom didn't act inappropriately. <laughs> How many times in this time of year have you ever been disappointed or hurt? You know what the world says to that? Happy holidays. Just like you can't remember all the prefixes and the things you need to know to deal with the woke society and the sin that's rampantly taking over this country with the confusion of how God made a man and a woman and what's supposed to happen there. They don't say Merry Christmas. They're taught, you know, you can get the cash register or a cash lady person, whoever's working there, to silently go, Merry Christmas. But they have to say to you, Happy Holidays. Why? Corporate policy. You know what next thing to do? Happy holidays. Will that be cash or credit? Well, these women, they were complaining to each other, and they were very loud. One was an employee of the store. One was not. And they were complaining about this. And as I left there, because I didn't have a chance, I was still talking to the manager, and I knew you know, when he was talking, when he said, well, the corporate policy is, I kind of went to, uh, like, Charlie Brown. Nah, 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 same story, same dance. So I could hear them, but I was there with him for over 10 minutes, and they talked for about eight minutes, and then they left. I'd have given them a track in the store about Christmas. It's not a peaceful time for most people. Do you know that? It's not a peaceful time. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, a prophecy about the birth of our Savior says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Don't you look forward to that day? And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the... Prince of peace, of the increases of government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the, throne of, upon the throne of David 
and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. I love the Christmas lights. If you don't like them, if you think I'm being a pagan, I'm nuts. I don't worship the lights. I don't worship a tree. I don't even go out and cut them out in the woods anymore. Mine's got plastic needles on it. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, they don't fall off as easy. I want you to understand something. People look at everything around this time of year and we want it to be perfect. And there's only one who's perfect. I want you to know where Jesus reigns, that's where peace will be. There'll be peace, there'll be order, there'll be judgment, there'll be justice. I asked you this morning, who reigns in your heart today? Who reigns in your heart today? You know, Christmas isn't the tree. It isn't the trappings. Michael and I had a conversation. You know, I've bought some gifts for my wife. My, my wife takes care of most, almost all the shopping. The only person I shop for is her. Okay, and I always look at her and say, can you give me a list? And she goes, well, if you love me, you'd know what I need. <laughs> there would be content. You know, but it's, you know, it's not the, the trappings. They turn around and Michael and I, after, you know, Carla's been doing all the wraps, my wife's gifts look very nice on the outside. Very precise wrapping, you know, the taping and the, the ribbons. Everything looks very, very nice. And Michael and I are talking about it and we're going, I'm glad I don't have to do that. People would be disappointed because it doesn't look nice to me. It's just a waste of time. And Michael and I said, what we need to do is buy stock in uh, duct tape and just wrap the whole thing in tape and it'd be all done. Okay. It's not the fancy feast, although please don't stop. The feast, right? It's not a young child's excitement on Christmas morning. It's not family gatherings, as those two women were trying to portray it. Christmas is, according to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 10 through 14, it's good tidings, it's great joy. It's glory to God. It's peace, goodwill toward men. Goodwill toward men. Is there peace in your heart this morning? Is there? Do you have peace? See, peace isn't something, it's someone. It's someone. Peace is a person. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the bringer of peace. The world cries out, you know, we have different presidents say, well, after I've done this and we've had this accord, you know, they talk about peace accords. That's when they try to force Israel to give something up more to, to appease the Muslims. It's always a peace accord. You give up more land, you give up the right to protect yourself, and we're going to have peace. Has that happened? 
in the history of mankind. I haven't seen the latest statistics. Someone was keeping track of it. They counted the number of days since known history. And it's not the number of years. It's not the number of months. It's not the number of weeks. It's the number of days where there has not been a conflict someplace on the face of the earth. And that's people against people. I'm not talking within a family. Because if that was the case, there's no days. Amen? He's the bringer of peace. Do you have peace? How many people, if you're here and you're saved, how many people have you got upset at you sometime because you tried to point Christmas out as being about Jesus? They don't want you just pushing your religion on me. No! I'm just trying to have peace with you. Amen? See, peace only comes... By Jesus Christ. Turn to Acts chapter 10. It only comes by Jesus Christ. <laughs> United States of America is the most guilt-ridden nation on the face of this earth. And we're guilty for stuff that we should not be guilty over. We're constantly apologizing to other nations that kill their babies, enslave their women, remove any choices, and it's all controlled by those who are in power. And we pay reparations in bribe money. And we're supposed to feel bad. I don't know how many times, I mean, maybe you don't feel this way, but all of the Hollywood elites, that some of the actors and stuff have said, if, if so-and-so wins the election, I'm moving. They didn't leave. Do you notice that people who criticize us around the world all want to come here? They'll maintain their criticism while they get rich off the largesse of the way America operates, but it's changing quickly. It only comes through him. Starting at verse 34, this is Peter, he's preaching. Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee, even after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good in healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto the witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. 
It's a message to Israel. Do you see that? It says remission of sins. You know what we have greater than that in that message? It was just transitioning from preaching to the Jews and to the gospel that Paul was given. Free salvation by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not only the remission, the setting aside of the sin. It's redemption from it. Do you know that God, and I tell us all the time, the people, when they continue to beat yourselves up, when you give your sin to him, he takes it and wants it removed from you and from your mind because it's put on him. And until you are willing to give it to him and put it on him, you'll not have peace. You'll always have guilt. You'll always have guilt. And it's peace with God because it's access to the Father. I will never forget going to India the, in the first couple times when Paul took us to some of the pagan temples and what those people went through to try to appease their gods. All 3,300,000 plus that they worship. And it was always something where it would either bring pain to them or be at great cost to them or have them in great fear to the so-called deity that they worshipped. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Peace only comes by Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. And I want to, you need to know, there's only three types of people in the world. There's the Jew, the Gentile, all lost people who are not Jewish, and the church of God, which is made up of all believers. Jews, Gentiles who've come to Christ. There's only three types. Verse 11. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. Now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For what? I want you to say it out loud for me. All of you. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of the partition between us. For he is our peace, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that's the bitter hatred. Even the law of commandments continued in, ordinance, in ordinances. For to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And he might be re that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. And came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them which were nigh. 
For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Access to God the Father through him. Why won't we avail ourselves of that access even more? What are we allowing to take our peace? Romans chapter 10, you don't need to turn there, I believe it's verse 15, second half of the verse says, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings and good things. That's talking about peace with God. Peace with God. It's a product of faith. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's a product of faith. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Do you have peace with God? That means, are you his child? Peace with God established through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you weren't here for the Sunday school hour, you should have... Pastor Kenny didn't know what I was going to be preaching this morning, how the things tie in together the way God does that. Peace with God. Do your friends and family members and your co-workers, do they have peace with God? If they have Jesus, they have peace. They have peace. See, it only comes through him. That peace is the product of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn to Colossians chapter 1. <coughs> the epistle of Paul to the church at Colossae. Look at verse 19. See, we want peace with God the Father. In verse 19 of Colossians 1, it says, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made what? How? Through the blood of his cross. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether to be things in earth or things in heaven. To reconcile means to bring together opposing parties or individuals. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are opposed to God and his authority in your life. You're trying to establish something your way by your wants and your will. And Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane prayed, Not my will, but thine be done. So that we might have the peace promised through his blood shed on Calvary's cross. It's a permanent condition of the hope of the believer. It's the product of Christ's blood. 
you know, as a Christian, huh, if you're not saved, you need to get saved. You're going to split hell wide open. You can deny it. You can say it's not true. But you'll know it's true one day. As a Christian, when we dwell on other things in times of distress, discomfort, pain, heartache, and hardship, we get caught up in things that will steal our peace. They'll steal our peace. See, but Romans chapter 14, verse 17 tells us, for the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. It's not a physical kingdom. But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's available to every believer in every moment that we're here. We fail a lot in that, don't we? Maybe it's because we're thinking peace is a condition. Okay. Our condition is controlled by our circumstances. So many times in our thoughts. When peace is not that, it's him. It's him. I was counseling with someone and I had to remind them that even though People in the world, even close people, will fail them and not love them as they think they should be loved. There's one who will love them with a perfect love. There's one who will not allow a permanent separation from him to the person. He's peace. You ever felt like, you know, if I, as long as I have this person in my life, I can make it through? If I have you, I can deal with it. You know, and we suffer loss when we lose loved ones. But if they have peace, Jesus Christ, you won't have lost them either. Because the bringer of peace will not allow permanent separation. It's a product of Christ's blood. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost is God's desire for each and every believer. Moment by moment, day by day, month by month, year by year, for as long as we walk here. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. It's God's desire for you. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. We get in trouble when we lose sight of that. There's no other way around it. I want you to understand. If you want to have a joyous Christmas season, it's okay to have the lights and the trappings. I'm frustrated. You know what I Just side note. Bunny trail. They're not showing Charlie Brown on TV this year. 
you got to watch it on some special thing. You say, why? Do you realize Charles Schultz was a saved man? And that you hear a clear testimony of what Christmas is in a Charlie Brown Christmas? So kids, ask your parents. Well, I get in trouble. No. Can we watch Charlie Brown? No. The world wants to separate more and more things from the truth. Was Jesus born on December 25th? No. Okay. Is he coming back on December 25th? No. If you want to know the dates, ask Pastor Kenny. I only heard it once this morning. Okay. The world doesn't want us to think about the bringer of peace. They don't. They'll lose sight of it. We can have fun around all the things that Christmas is, and I'm looking forward to finding a large enough shirt that I can put a picture of Melanie on this morning. No. I'm just teasing. Okay. I would lose, then I know. Okay. We can enjoy. I enjoy the sweets. I enjoy the ham, the turkey, the prime rib, whatever it is going to be. I want my gravy. I want my mashed potatoes. I want canned cranberries. You know, that gel. I'll eat the other ones, okay? But that's not what's going to give you peace. It's not what we're celebrating. And the only reason we celebrate his birth is like the songs we sing is because he came to live a perfect sinless life. He left off of heaven and took on the form of a servant. Made in the fashion like a man. He became obedient even to death on the cross. Peace with God is knowing the bringer of peace. The peace of God is understanding it's a product of his work and not ours. Not ours. And thirdly, peace comes when you're led of his Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Familiar verses to many. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22, but the fruit of the is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. How many of you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but in the last six months have had somebody cause you to act in such a manner that you lost your joy and you lost your peace? Hmm? The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. 
We won't read verses 19 through 21, but I want you to know in that passage, it, it, it contrasts the work of the flesh against the fruit of the Spirit. Because the work of the flesh brings disappointment. It brings pain. It brings strife. It brings envy. It causes words to be said that should never be said. It causes emotions that the adversary of our souls wants to engender in our lives so that we'll lose sight of our peace. Fruit of the Spirit. Every believer, if a person is truly saved, by the promise of God's word, has the indwelling, permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But you know what happens many times? We don't listen to his voice. You know when a marriage is in trouble? When two people can't talk to each other and two people won't listen to each other. It steals the joy and the peace of that home, doesn't it? Well, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And if I'm listening to the world, will I hear the voice of God when he speaks? And he will never speak anything contrary to the revelation of God's word because he's the one who gave it. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. This Christmas season, will you be led of the Spirit? Will you be upset at work with somebody? Something? I'm learning I have to be careful. My expression, I could never win at poker. I don't play. I don't gamble. Pastor Kenny's smiling at me because members of my family were taking, um, they were, not wagering because it's a, a, a or betting because every for three years in a row I'd go to shoot my black powder rifle wouldn't hold it right it hit me in the, the eye split it open and I would bleed and my son for three years had pictures of every one and he just bring them back up and say deja vu again huh dad so he sent me a thing how come I'm not getting any bloody picture this year so and then so my friend my hunting partner said that's because not enough people have put down their $20 bill, the winner goes to do everything. They'll split it up, say they keep their own money if I do it on the first shot. If I don't do it, then I'm supposed to get the money. No one put any up this year. I'm safe this year. We let things steal from us all the time, don't we? We'll let people laugh at our God. And then they'll get offended 
because someone can't laugh about them. And as it was said during the Sunday school hour, God resisteth the proud but giveth grace to the, the humble. Is the fruit of the Spirit ruling and reigning in your heart? Is the kingdom of God what makes your Christmas special to you? Righteousness, joy, or righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost? Is it? Think about this. All things that the world seeks for, all things that the unsaved worship, all the things they turn to to try to solve problems. How's it going? How's it going? I was reading something about the, the, what's happened with the internet. And a study was done by some university about how in America, before Facebook and Twitter and all those different media situations where you can put your words down and how they're being manipulated greatly and it's being revealed now, that America pretty much could get along. There'd be differences. But from the time of about 2007 when that stuff started becoming predominant, everything was put up about the divisions we have with other people. In this country now is a country divided. And people are allowing what they see on Twitter, what they see on Facebook or Meta or whatever it is. Young people should never be able to watch TikTok. If you want to know why I say that, ask me afterwards. Because I don't want to be a country that doesn't have a God. And TikTok is controlled by a country that is antichrist in their teachings. The division that comes about, even amongst believers, and we get upset with each other, and we get angry with each other, and we want the world to listen to us, we're going to tell them the good news of the gospel. They keep trying to find new ways to solve old problems. Right? Yeah. They keep trying to give you something new. And my Bible tells me there's nothing new under the sun. See, because the only way that the problems can be solved is if we have peace one with another. And peace is not a condition. It's a person. If we have Jesus, we're to have peace. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7 says, In the peace of God which pathes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We're going to go caroling in front of the, the store in Hannibal. 
We'll hand out tracts there until someone comes out and tells us it's against corporate policy. Because you know what? You could say, well, that's not right. You could say, well, it's not right in Walmart. We're going to do what we want. We're to obey all the rules of man until it causes us to go against the rule of God in our hearts. Amen? Please stand. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't that a great verse? You know what the verse preceding it says? Because you won't have the one if you haven't acknowledged the verse before it. And it says, be careful. Don't be full of care. Don't be anxious. Don't get upset. Don't get excited. Don't get alarmed. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with. Let your request be made known unto God. If we take it to him every time. He's the bringer of peace. Are you taking it to him? Or are you letting the world steal your peace? See, I don't know what everyone's going through. I only know what my wife and I and my personal family goes through unless someone tells me. But I know this. You can have the peace that passes all understanding if you're willing to come to the bringer of peace. God speaking to your heart this morning. If you let someone steal your peace, you've had an angry spirit or a wounded spirit. Let the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts in this Christmas time. If God speaking to your heart, maybe you need to come. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd use this message. Help us, Father, to remember that our Savior is the bringer of peace. He is peace. He's peace with God, and he's the peace of God in our lives when we look to him. And Father, we let the world steal our peace so many times. As believers, we need to acknowledge that, seek your forgiveness, in turn and look and seek and listen to the only one who can help us truly have peace. Work in our hearts to that end that we might tell a lost and dying world that a Savior has come. And he went to the cross for them as he did for us. Rose again on the third day for them as he did for us. That we might have peace with the Heavenly Father and the peace of God in our lives, ruling our hearts and minds moment by moment, day by day. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.